Hey everybody, how's it going, man? It's Jose Cruz, one of your hosts here at Still Here Podcast. And man, we have a special show for you today. But first, we got my man. Uh, my, my name is Johnny Fisher. Uh, Johnny Longtime Fisher. listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> really happy to be here. First time uh, subscriber. Yeah, first time subscriber. Yeah. Hey, uh, check in um, Johnny's OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, it's called Tickle <laughs> the Fish. No. <laughs> the Johnny Fisher Fan Club. Hashtag. Yeah. yeah. On OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> Still here podcast. And yeah. we have we have our friend. My name's Joshua Price. There it Josh is. Christ. There there it we got is. Josh Price. So yeah, man, let's let's just jump straight into this. It got a little awkward. Uh, uh, Johnny's uh, OnlyFans yeah. coming right now. Yeah, you really you, you, know? you, you really know how to shut me up, don't you? <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, let's t- let's get to know you, man. Tell us who you are, like who you are, obviously where you're from, family, all that stuff, man. We'll just go from there. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate being here. Um, it's uh, pretty neat to watch what you guys have been doing. So I'm um, really excited to just kind of share and be a part of something and bringing, um, you know, just bringing conversation to people. But uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised Clovis, California, um, out in the country back when it was country, uh, out east of the hospital. Um, dirt roads, actually still dirt road today where it's at. Um, and <laughs> honestly, wish I still live there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Went to Clovis High. Uh, actually, and that's how I got connected to Johnny is uh, his wonderful wife, Joni, and I uh, graduated together um, and just an amazing individual that she is and just a great spirit. And mm-hmm. um, so we we didn't really hang out or pal around together, but it was always big high fives and hugs and how you doing and huge smiles. And um, so I can't say enough about the, the wonderful woman and bride that, that Johnny has. So just a, my a, director a, and a, producer. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, they are. Yeah. Johnny married up. Right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I freaking level I up kid. We all yeah, overshot right. our coverage. You yeah. kidding me? There's like some deficiency with here. our wives. Yeah. And their eyesight and stuff, man. So all three of our wives like, are just I'm like, really <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? Why yeah. would you, are you serious? <laughs> you, yourself? you really did that to yourself? Yeah. Uh, fun fact, fun fact, throw out the fun fact about, about you and Joni. Oh, and this uh, isn't awkward. Yeah, no, this is not where we. Uh, I was like, wait, we are no, uh, it's not uh, senior, awkward. senior class most outgoing. Yes, of, of the school. So I may or may not have uh, a photo we're, of that. We're, we're the loud and uh, yes, there's definitely a photo <laughs> of the yearbook and stuff. And oh man, take loud, that out. outspoken, mm-hmm. outgoing, all that bit. So uh, you know, I used to use that on a resume, but nobody cares about this. I would, I would, I would definitely look at that if I was like hiring somebody. I'm, oh right. wow, most outgoing. All right. I mean, and back. I mean, that we were that we were a senior class of 800 people, so. You gotta have a voice if you want to be, mm. you know, out of, out of spoken. Joni's Italian, so she's loud. It's just like, <laughs> why are you yelling? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> 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 Johnny's like, dang it, Jose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after high school, moved around. Um, had the opportunity. Actually, I, I had the opportunity. I had to get out of here um, and uh, got over to the Central Coast. I saw uh, that. Thought about thought about playing water polo. Actually, went and talked to coaches, and they're like, "Well, dude, you're." under six foot tall and so you can practice and sit the bench but you'll never play Rudy, and I was you know what that's fine I got yelled at for the last four years by my coach in high school unfortunately and so I'm done getting yelled at and mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna surf so um being um in the water for so much time in my my life um going out and surfing was relatively simple and the fact that I could paddle all day enjoy sunsets and I just uh committed to surfing basically every day without going Dang. to too much school, which was probably <laughs> <laughs> not the greatest, uh, uh, results, but, um, you know, I got to move around I, from there. I went to, I had some buddies that wanted to do a trip and we went to Costa Rica, spent three months there, um, basically tent 
and hitchhiking and That's backpacking. Awesome. Dude, yeah, um, I'm looking at your a boards and resume right here. Yeah, I don't know if that's really a resume. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people, you know, it's funny. I, people talk about retirement and stuff. I'm like, well, man, I took my retirement early, and they're like, well, what kind of like mean? a I'm Benjamin like, oh. Button of retirement. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> Age 18 to 30. Reverse. I basically lived on a there, There's pension. a lot to be said about that, though. You know, I mean, nobody ever talks about like, oh, you have to you have to work your ass off your whole freaking life. And then yeah. when you're old and gray and you can't move anymore because you've broken your back for company X, Y, and That's Z, so then you get to freaking stop. Body and yeah. Else, you know? I mean, yeah. Go in retirement when you're, you, when you're I mean, that's early, a, I think man. That's the thing, the Benjamin Button retirement. Right? Yeah. That actually should be <laughs> a thing, man. Call it the well, Josh it, Price it, retirement yeah, plan. Josh Price retirement plan. <laughs> It makes complete Good. sense to me. It it really does. I, I mean, you you go on, you go and you you tent and hit and hitchhike and yeah. you do all the things that a young person would do. I wouldn't do that well, now. Imagine this. Yeah. Forty seven years it, old. It, I'm not going to do that. Change so dramatically that you can't do that per yeah. se anymore. You know, I mean, this was in the mid nineties that we went down there and Costa Rica was very much a third world country. Then it was, yeah. it was dirt roads. There was no electricity. There was no air conditioning. There was no coolers. I mean, it was, if, if you were, if you were out and doing it, like you were far removed from mm -hmm. anything that was like really Western civilized. And um, I mean, imagine this three months of spending there and did the entire Pacific coast from the Guanacos region of Tamarindo all the way down to the Osa Peninsula down by um, uh, down by Panama, and then over to the Caribbean side, um, down in um, oh um, south of Limon, uh, Porto. Golly, why am I forgetting that? Salsa Bravo is the name of the wave. It was phenomenal. Um, but I did that whole three months on eleven hundred dollars. dollars. Awesome. Three wow. months and living like a king. I mean, well, eleven hundred dollars is actually. It's not a lot right now. You no. know, I would say what. But what, mid 90s, what yeah, yeah. like 96, 95. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it was a, yeah, I think it's probably closer to 900 and then a couple of dollars for my airfare change stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're talking a couple hundred dollars a month to <clears throat> have three to four meals a day, yeah. six packs of beer, bottles of rum. Um, you know, the necessity. Uh, that, and that's, that's uh, paying yeah. for your, your room and board and your stay and everything else like that, you know? Um, and so that was, that was just a great experience. I'm glad I did that. And Man. went straight from there in December to, um, came back for Christmas for three days and moved to Tahoe and, um, lived with, uh, a random group of people from all over guys from the East coast, a guy from Australia, a guy from Alaska, uh, guys from Washington. We ended up having 13 people living in a, how was that? Three story house. Cults are awesome. Cults, right? Yeah. Cults are yeah, yeah, man. Remember punch bowl and we drank punch every day. <laughs> yeah. Some Kool-Aid and I didn't know why. And San Diego, you know, and, funny, uh, man. but you know, uh, how was the limit of 13 it random was, dudes well, or strangers? If everybody invites one person over, it's a kegger. You right, know, like it was, it was wild, but um, yeah, we had uh, it was an unfinished master suite up in the third story of this house, and um, so we basically there were like five of us living in that. I had master bedroom closet. Yeah, <laughs> like, paid one hundred and thirty bucks a month. That's awesome, really. I, li I, li you literally live in a closet. I live in a closet, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, again, twenty years old, twenty-one years old. Um, you know, riding as much as we could, just enjoying being youthful and i think a lot of yeah. uh, that's so removed from so many points of view for people it's like get out of high school go straight into college get your curriculum done like get into your job get into your career and it's like wait a second who am i and i think i think there's a challenge in that for um a lot of folks that you know have these and i'm not saying there's any right way to do this believe me there's 
there's not one right way to do this, but um, it led me to figure out more who I am before I needed to mature mm-hmm. and be prepared mm-hmm. to have a wife and a kid and um, a mortgage and, and actually buckle down and say, okay, now here's my season in life, you know? So, um, so you know, it, it took me bouncing around a few places, coming back to go to Fresno State, um, getting, getting through school, um, enjoying school, actually. That was a huge part, coming back and being like, all right, I already did a handful of years of going out and kind of experiencing world stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and all right, now I found a, a degree that I'm excited about. I want to go to class. I want to be a part of the conversation. I want to do the readings, mm-hmm. you know, and I accelerated and it was great. I really enjoyed my professors at the time. I enjoyed my classmates. I enjoyed what we were, what we were doing. Um, and then it was, um, a big event happened in my life. Um, a major accident, um, wakeboarding injury, spiral fractured femur. Really? Um, and uh, a lot of people know the story. That's what led me to doing clothing with with Nate and, um, and Pepe and Mondo and those guys. And we'll get into that. I want to. We'll hear get into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a fun time. That was actually a really neat time at Fresno State. But um, it also, I mean, I had the doctor come in and be like, "All right, you're never gonna do, you're never gonna do sports again." What are you talking about, man? I'm 23 <clears throat> years old and I'm mm-hmm. doing contests and I'm riding dirt bikes and I'm you know, traveling and putting in 60 days a year on the snow and 50 days a summer on the boat and, you know, and skating. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not going to do high impact sports again. Like that's mm-hmm. what I do. And he was just a raw <clears throat> doctor. Like, and uh, unfortunately he ended up botching the surgery and didn't follow the, the manual. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right. He, he, what are all these extra parts for? Right. Ah, oh, yeah. We save those like, for the next guy that comes in, man. Go. What's this, dude? S5 vertebrae 7, whatever. The diagram clearly shows that bolt goes through that rod to yeah. keep the femur in place. So over the period of the next few months, um, my, my femur bone telescoped into itself. Oh, wow. And rotated my leg. So... Within a few months, my left leg was two and a half inches shorter than my right leg and wow. completely rotated out. So I walked with this crazy pimp limp that everybody called it. And I'm like, this is nothing to do with yeah. wanting to be a pimp. This yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Went to every major doctor in town, um, asked them if they could help me. Um, they all turned it down. So we can't touch you. Um, very dark moments, you know, as a 23, 24-year-old um, aspiring athlete, want to do, you know, awesome adventures and stuff mm-hmm. and, and that's right when x games is like really kicking man that's yeah, that's like the height yeah. of the beginning of like all of it you know and we yeah, were just that. just knowing you like and and knowing like what you were doing is that was 1998 yeah you, you're like on your way went to went to nationals in colorado and snowboarded and yep. tell you right for the big event and you know i didn't do good there i rode against world-class athletes mm-hmm. you know a couple of them became olympians and I wasn't in that group. I mean, I rode against them. They were obviously a level higher me that, but, um, but it was just neat to be able to experience that and to go straight into, no, you're not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I was driving down Bullard, um, right by the front of the ag fields and my little single cab Toyota. And I thought, pin it into a pole, be done with this, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, just hearing you say this now, you mentioning that, and that's been so long. I don't talk about that part of the story. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I talk about the recovery and stuff like that. I mean, I can hear it, and like I can see you went somewhere real quick. Yeah, that was, uh, I'll never forget that day. Basically, it was the last doctor, last hope chance that said, can't do anything. And um, that was a long drive home. 
and um, didn't stop searching. So we found a guy up in um, UC Davis Medical that said, hey, um, we're doing these uh, new procedures. We call them um, external fixation, and we want to talk to you about this. And so I actually did a whole news video broadcast for medical people for it, or I guess they were using it as a story, hmm. you know, and so they did an interview with me and what I was going through. And um, Real quick, can you put that mic a little bit towards sure. you? Just yeah, keep yeah. it towards your chin area. Gotcha, yeah. That's, yeah. We want to hear this, that's why. <laughs> Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no. Um, so, yeah, it, basically, they said, okay, you have two options. You're, you can either go through bone grafting, um, which means they're going to go through and chip out parts of your, <clears throat> your hip um, oh and your gosh. pelvis for multiple times. Um, sorry, is that me? You're good. Um, you'll either, you're going to have multiple times where you come in and we chip bone away and then we pump it into the broken area of your femur and until it finally comes back. So they basically would ex extend it out and then pump bone back into it and let it grow in. And it would have been months long and multiple surgeries. Or we can do what we call an external fixator. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put these rods in your leg on the lower part and the upper part and put this fixator on the outside and you're going to stretch it out over time. Yeah. And uh, I bet both of these things, I mean, knowing what surgery is and, and what nerve pain is and things like that, like I bet that that, like I'm, you're explaining this and I'm like, dude, that's none of that's going to feel good. Yeah. None of it's none of that. Well, I'll, I'll back up to the original surgeon, the botch guy. Yeah. And he actually has a name throughout our community of, why he is who he is. Um, and he's still doing it? I don't know. You know, I've tried to exit that oh, okay. out of thinking. Um, <clears throat> but um, he, uh, I actually woke up on the operating table. Oh. Um, and, you know, they give you a spinal <laughs> no, and everything. Oh, my God. So they give you a spinal, they give you all that, right? And the anesthesiologist. And I remember waking <sighs> up on the table wow. and um, I'm freaking out now. Hearing, yeah. hearing, the metal on metal wax of the sledgehammer driving the oh. into my femur. And though I couldn't feel it because I had a spinal, I knew that my body was hopping off the table. Oh. And I could just see it. So yeah, they basically yeah. have you all tinted off. Right? Johnny's going or, to his happy place right, right now. Exactly. Yeah, this one, this I'm, I'm looking at the stickers. <laughs> on the, yeah. They the have you kind of nice. it off. So that's I'm nice. sitting there and I hear it. I, I remember hearing it three times. Whack, whack whack oh. and the anesthesiologist looks down and sees my eyes open and his eyes just got like so big and um i was out you know but reoccurring nightmares oh yeah like ptsd like mm -hmm. i have never been in combat i i definitely have not been in a career like yours um but there is definitely something to be said about PTSD when you go through an impact. There are many forms so, of it. Yeah. Many forms of it. So, right? Trauma so. trauma isn't just related to like military. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. It's not trauma is trauma. Trauma yeah. is trauma. Trauma is trauma and mm -hmm. it doesn't give a shit, man. Trauma has it so many faces, care. man. Oh yeah. You know, and I like just seeing your face, you can tell you like I don't want I'm talking about it, and then we're doing a podcast. <laughs> You know, but but how's your leg now? Are you like, uh, are you even? Is so, it so? Yeah, I mean, it's got its it's got its issues, but um, <clears throat> you know this. So the so moving forward to UC Davis Medical Center, and I go with my dad, right? Like my dad, like, and I'm breaking down everything to my dad, everything I've done, all my bad sides, <laughs> like, and my dad understand, like, my dad, I'm I'm so incredibly blessed by mm -hmm. the friendship, the relationship, the mentorship. Um, my dad is one of the most honoring men I've 
ever known. And it's an incredible blessing. Our relationship's really great. Well, there was obviously a big period of my life where I didn't want to hide things from him. Like, I don't want you to know this about me. Well, I let it all go on, on those trips up and down. That's cool. UC Davis, which was really good for our, for our relationship. I think he really got a, you know, knowing of where I've been going, what I've been doing. Um, and so anyways, I, when I did the surgery, uh, I woke up the next after the surgery and I looked down and there's two nine inch nails coming out right above my knee and two nine inch, nine inch nails coming out right up below my hip and this big rod sticking out the side and it's just all open wound and everything. And I just, I just freaked out. You know, I just, I was like, get this out of me. I'm not doing this. We're done here. We're doing something different. Like we're done. And my dad just like looking over me, just welling up and like, man, this is our, this is our path. Like this is, this is what we're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so there was a lot that went on with that. I mean, that was four months of having this thing that I had to turn every single day and stretch out and this ongoing huge rip in the side of my leg that I had to clean the gauze every day. And, and it was winter time and I slipped and fell on a rainy day <laughs> and my crutch went sliding sideways and I landed on the concrete on that. Uh, talk about a shock uh, to the system, like laying out in front of Red Robin mm, in the rain. Oh my god. <laughs> waiting gosh. for friends to pick me up off mm. the ground, um, you know, months in a wheelchair. Um, but it got me focused at school because I couldn't do anything else. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, um, so I just got really focused and, and doing class and a bunch of great people around Fresno state that helped me out and friends that would give me rides and get me to class. And I mean, it was, it brought me this whole new community of people that was just really, really neat and having some good friends out of mm -hmm. all that. That was really good. So that led me to the one way ticket to Hawaii it was like, okay, I sold my dirt bikes. I sold my snowboards. I sold my wakeboards. I sold, you know, everything that they told me I couldn't do. And fortunately I had a, a buddy that, uh, was an old roommate in Santa Cruz that had moved out there to go to UH. And he's like, Hey, yeah, I got a room and I'm finishing up UH. So I'm going to be just kind of, you know, surfing a lot more and working with a surfboard shaper and like, wow. Okay. So, um, sold everything, bought a one-way ticket yes. and, uh, moved to Hawaii. That's I, was, cool, dude. I moved out there. I was 230 pounds. And, um, within a year and a half, I was down to like 180 and, um, swimming and diving and, um, training in the summer, running rock and diving, lava tunnels and you know building myself up to surf what were the best ways of my life and um that was a, a really neat experience to be able to do because uh, it was definitely bucket list from the time i was a kid having you know hawaii surf posters on my <clears> wall <throat> and stuff and um actually got to meet a lot of really well-known people in the surf community and shaking hands and giving shakas and head nods and um got to play uh, a couple rounds of golf with a guy that i really looked up to as a, as a charging surfer when I was like 19 and 20 and got Who's to, that? Uh, his name's actually Sean Briley. Okay. Uh, Sean Briley. You ever <laughs> see this, dude? I really appreciate those days on the links and hope your family's well, just an animal, big bloat charger. Um, he would go left at Waimea, which nobody does. And, um, just a wildcat, but, um, you know, out playing golf, we just had great conversations. Uh, he's not a really tall bloke and he's a big dude. And watching that guy hit the ball, bro, was the most impressive thing. He'd drive plus 300 yards every time, both feet off the ground when he made contact with the ball, dude. It was yes. Wasn't that weird where they run up on it? Or no. Like that? <laughs> what, was, what is that called? What do they uh, call that? The, the, the yeah. happy yeah. Gilmore yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, but he just he would just crush it, man. And he was just down to earth, and we had great conversations, you know. And um, I actually – this is actually really neat. Um, I actually <clears> got to um, um, skate with uh, some really neat people. Actually, that got back – got me back into skating out there skating ramps and whatnot um but um yeah i got 
we call it dropping knowledge, right? Like I had a buddy in college, uh, Cody Loftus. Yes. Incredible individual, um, true man of God, without a doubt, um, amazing disciple. Um, but he used to talk about dropping knowledge, you know, and you just got to drop some knowledge, drop some knowledge. Um, but I got to skate with um, the infamous Jay Adams. Oh, wow. Okay. He was uh, he was living a few hours down from me when he got out of prison in Hawaii. And um, watching that guy skate was, yeah. you know, just a trip. I mean, um, he was one of the all-time. Mecca, style. dude. Yeah. Numero uno. Without mm-hmm. doubt. And um, he dropped some knowledge for me on a few skate sessions that it was like, right on you know this is really good so hawaii was had its true blessings i've got good friends still there they're amazing um and we go out and visit them but also had its really dark road um definitely got involved with um uh heavy hitting on um, drugs and um you know just uh it was a weird time. I had this one side of group that was super undercover, low key, good dudes, just wanted to be there and live and surf and yeah. live their life. And I, and then I had the other side of the group that I somehow got coattailed into like the animal scene, you know? And, um, I met some really heavy hitters and, um, you know, got some lumps and, um, but ultimately got to clown around with them and, um, and it was a mess. You know, it's a, it's a dark period of my life and, um, I'm so fortunate to have woken up at one point and we can eventually talk about that another time. But, yeah. um, ultimately I think, uh, you know, uh, God interjected and uh, gave me enough realization to look in the mirror and be like, all right, what am I choosing here? And then bought a one-way ticket back, <laughs> <laughs> got a one-way ticket off that Island, um, uh, <laughs> moved back here, um, and then uh, everybody comes back to the valley man. you know it's like well i went to san lot, diego actually people, before least, coming back here so i was okay. in san diego for a year and i was like yeah it's okay it's okay and then it's like if i'm gonna be back in california i'm gonna be back home around yeah. family friends this mm-hmm. then again everybody then, comes back so yeah. i was here i was here um and then um i was depressed man um i kind of wanted to start out the so um i just wanted to drop real quick like i'm i'm becoming a, a stronger christian i believe in in my faith i'm we've been very dedicated to going to church and going to some men's groups. And I'm actually involved in a, um, it's called the AMP program, um, the alpha male uh, program. Um, and it's really about being a better husband, a better father, a better leader of the household. Um, and it's been awesome. It's been really great. How long have you been doing that? Uh, it's a nine month uh, course through our, our church and there's like 30 guys in it. Um, uh, we started in October. Um, so we're partway into it and everybody has to give their testimony. So right now we're working on, our te- testimonies and being <laughs> disciples. Right. And, um, so I just wanted to share that with, so, um, if I, how long have you been like right? a believer and all that too? Uh, or at least so yeah, like that's saved. a, that's, that's a big part of <clears throat> a long period of life. Grew up going to church, having a uh, family of believers and, um, going to, going to youth group and going to church camp. And, um, that's all a different part of my testimony and then moving away and being <clears throat> surfer, skater, mm-hmm drugs and nature and spiritual and you mm-hmm. know um always having a belief in god and creator um, but always questioning religion and i think a lot of people go through that right yeah. like there's i mean if you look at religion there's a lot of messed up stuff in religion um and um but i think being a of just a believer of something greater and and having god and, and lord jesus christ as our savior um that takes that's the foundation that that is the foundation of it all right there. Boom. Yeah. Just that's, that's the, the meat and potatoes of, of it. 
to, is what I think, you know, and you know, you find a place that you're comfortable in. you find a place that you're comfortable going and you, and, um, you know, you, <laughs> uh, Jose and I have been burned once or twice. And, and so I'm, I'm a little jaded as it, as it comes to like going to church. However, um, you know, just recently, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that is, uh, definitely like weighing on me, um, not to be a part of something, but to just be, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be fed. I don't yeah. want to be fed. I'm not a child. Right. I know. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm responsible. I'm a responsible human being. Um, and it's, it's, I believe it's up to me to figure out what I need to be fed with. And, um, and like my relationship with the big fella, mm -hmm. you know, and he puts those things on your heart. He puts people in your path. Absolutely. And so with those things, you know, you should be studying with, I mean, you can, you can do anything with the Bible now. You know, you can, you want to look up depression. Okay. So you go to depression. Okay. Then it'll give you all these verses, mm -hmm. you know, and, and stories about depression. If yeah. you want to talk about marriage and love and respect or all these things, and it's all listed right there in this leather bound book, you know, um, or on your phone yeah. or yeah. whatever, you know, so figuring out where you want to walk, how you want to walk and where you want to be is huge. And it, that's fantastic that, that you guys have found a church home and a, you know, a place to raise your beautiful family um, in the word of the big guy. Well, my, my wife's been, I mean, she's, she's definitely the rock and all that. And um, I was extremely depressed when I was back here after traveling and thinking I'd be gone forever and, um, you know, came back to the Valley and I'm literally 27 years old, moving in with mom and dad being or 28, I was like 28 then 28 or something. And like, wow, what a loser, you mm. know? And, um, where's my life going? <clears throat> um, was so depressed. I remember on Christmas day on the way to go into family friend's house for dinner, um, the big gathering. And I just pulled over on the side of the road and just started bawling. Mm. And it was just like, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to show up. I want to know part of it. Um, and I just asked God, like, where's my direction? You know, where, where is my other half? You know? And, um, I always thought that, you know, I'd, I'd be this young dad with, um, like being this young environment, 20 year old, something being Mr. Dad and like taking care of the family and going and doing all these things. And like, I'm like yeah. getting ready to be 30 and I haven't met a girl yet, you know? And, um, lo and behold like seven days later she walks right up to me you know and i mean just i mean <clears throat> i mean seven days it was new year's eve so from christmas day that i prayed that she walks into my life wow you know and um and that just really it wasn't like perfect from the beginning it's taken a lot of work and now we're going on 15 years you know and two kids and um i just my wife's just been <sighs> My salt, you know. That's, that's cool. And, um, and how how old are you? So I'm 46 now. Mm -hmm. It hurts, <laughs> and the aches hurt. I feel, I feel like Jose, like he, Jose just turned 40, so he's like, yeah. like he wants everybody to know that like he's still the youngest. No, man. <laughs> I'm 40. I, I turned 40 in April, so I'm 40. So I'm, it's gonna be, I'm gonna be 41 soon. Yeah, you know, and you're wow. moving into your 40s. Yeah, I'm moving See, in. I'm getting to the end of mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving. <laughs> Into my fifties, my later, <laughs> later forties now. <laughs> well, I think so far hearing your, your what you've been talking about, man, it, it's it's an experience, you know. And I feel like um, out of all you said, man, one one thing I got out, of, and then one thing I get out of it, 
you know, because me and Johnny have had our experiences. I don't know if he told you a little about what my story is, but, you know, growing up, I didn't have opportunities like that. It was just, I just did dumb stuff, man. Um, But to hear your story right out the gate, just go, you know, I feel like that's kind of where I started rebuilding my relationship with God, man, is because he's so gracious, man. Even so in our decisions, good or bad, he'll let us, you know, and, and that's where I feel like you mentioned, um, you know, religion. People have a lot of bad taste with religion and stuff. A friend of mine, really good friend of mine, said that um, the church is kind of like, you know, Dallas Cowboys team. You know, everyone, you know, likes the Cowboys, but a lot of people hate them because of their fans, you know. Or, you know, and to me, <laughs> Christians and churches, you know, a lot of people, eh, you know, so they hate that religion because of their because of the people. You know, and so, and in that, my experience with all that, you know, I think what you're talking about, my experience is that just, I feel like God, that's what makes God so gracious. That's what makes him so dope, man, because he's a gentleman, man. And these experiences we've had, whether we've put them on ourselves, you know, or it's happened to us, man, God's grace is still good, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and to hear your story, God was with you the whole time. You know, he was... Oh yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> like Cause that's a lot. God know? has definitely been with me throughout. Josh is all, one of those man, people that we could we dude. could have like a segment, like just a pick a pick a like a yeah yeah pick a uh, moment pick and a like moment we, we, and we could just we could just ride that wave. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to give you like there's a lot of information in yeah. a very condensed timeline here, and I'm thinking of all the things that I wanted to open with and say and state, and I'm not even we're even close to that, but. Um, but I enjoy doing this, right? Like, um, and so again, going back to my friend talking about dropping knowledge, you know, was um, I, I felt like a lot of times when I talk to youth, um, especially in that late high school, early college era, like, well, what what are your plans and what are you thinking of doing? And you know, and there seems like there's so many kids lost, and I'm like, well, find out who you are, you know, mm -hmm. and go and nobody mm -hmm. says that you have to do it like this. And yeah, you got the rest of your life to work. <clears throat> and I had this battle with my cousin, who's just an amazing individual. I love her spirit so much, um, and she's a veterinarian, and she's awesome. And um, but so much was like, well, I have to get done with school, and as soon as I get done with school, I have to get working so that I can pay off my debts, and I, you know, and she, and I'm like, go travel, like you love skiing, you love it, like go, you know, go do something, and. And she was just so adamant and she's got a great life. She's got a wonderful family and amazing kids and she's got a great clinic going. And, but I like, she had this whole gap time of, of like, well, you kind of missed it because mm -hmm. now, now you're dedicated to the mortgage and paying off their loans and you know, your clinic and it's going to be great. She's going to have a wonderful life. Um, but there's that short period of, you don't have any responsibilities, mm. man. Like, yep. and I share that with kids. I'm like, look, man, you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. You're going to get a mortgage. Like you're in, you know, that, that yeah. next exit is a long drive, yeah. you know? And so if there's a couple things like, Oh, squirrel, like, yeah. Oh, Oh, oh that, that place looks fun. Like, yeah. oh, I, I've always wanted to do that. Like a great time to do that is in your 18 to 24 year yeah. period because you are young, you're vibrant, you're, you have resilience to you. Your body has yeah. resilience to you. You can adapt. You can interpret. You can, you know, once you get into this, this new, this new path of life, um, I'm not saying you can't be a minor, but you kind of narrow those, 
importance roles of, well, this is priority and this takes importance and this is what I'm mm-hmm. restricted to. And it's been a tough balance for me. Um, I, I really have told each one of my employers, Hey, I want to let you know up front. I, I work to live. I don't live to work. And, um, you know, cause I've got buddies that have lived to work and that's all they've committed to. And granted they have great families and great homes and, you they know, have the fruits of all that. They, they have the they fruits, have the fruits of, of all that. Their experience bag basically ended mm. like in those early 20s, you know. And fortunately, I've been blessed with the ability to maintain some sense of adventure. And that's like my family's hashtag is Price Family Adventures. You know, um, that's like it's my wife tags it on everything. How old are your adventures. kids? So uh, ten and six. Ten and six. And do they? Do you see them now that they're? Because at that age, you start seeing personality. You start seeing. Yeah. You know, what they're gonna be? Do I you thank see my them? parents every day for their patience with me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's keeping yeah. it real. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like keeping it real is like watching but your do kids you and see be like, "Oh wow, I was like that." <laughs> do you see that adventure spirit in them? And like you know, I yeah, I think they they I don't any of you. My parents will tell me like they're. They have it, but not like you do. Like when I was a kid, it was just go. Yeah. Where are we going next? Where are we going next? And my daughter's a lot like that. She's like, well, what are you doing this weekend? What are we doing? Like, are we going to see friends? Are we going to go to this activity? And my son is more like my wife in the specs. He's like, can't we just stay home? And <laughs> like, stay home. It's a beautiful sunny day. And we have things to do and people to yeah. see and activities to go mm-hmm. enjoy, you know? So um, whereas Most he's more going. daring like yeah. me and my daughter is more reserved like her mom. So there's the balance of that, which is really neat to see. That's but, cool. But yeah, we've we've been fortunate and blessed, and we um, we travel a lot. Um, we went to Yellowstone this last summer. Um, my kids have been to Yosemite. Um, they go back east to Maine to mm-hmm. spend time with their cousins. And um, every year, my kids get to go be on the north coast of Maine and get on lobster boats it's and so play with awesome. their cousins That's sick, man. and go row a boat to an island. And you know, um, they've been to Hawaii. Um, and I'm not saying, please, I'm not saying this as a hey, I get to do all these things. Like we work to make those things happen. And we right. do everything on a budget. Like we, the way we, our toys are all old and used. <laughs> like yeah. You get the, we buy third hand. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And they need repairs. Hey, I have a funny story about that real quick. So when my kids were little, like, cause we were, you know, we were young parents and like, much like Josh, like we did things on a budget of like nothing. Right. And, hella young parents and we would take hand-me-downs like uh, from 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 our uh their cousins and and just other friends and mm-hmm. finally one day my one of my daughters i think i think it was caitlin dude i think it was caitlin she goes hey mom who's hand-me-down like as we'd always say like oh, oh these are funny. these are hand-me-downs these are hand-me-downs these are hand-me-downs mom who's awesome. hand-me-down i need to know this yeah. person yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> caitlin, man. So- thank you hand-me-down <laughs> That's hilarious. Because <laughs> these are hand me downs. Awesome. Apostrophe S. That's funny, dude. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, now let's yeah. talk because we were talking about this earlier too, and I want to kind of get into a different topic, man. Because, um, like, because when you said you got hurt, you were injured, you know, wheelchair and that tough times, and you know, and I, I was sick. I got COVID pneumonia, man, double pneumonia. And then well, I got early, and then I got it. When I healed from it, supposedly a week and a half later, I got bacterial pneumonia, doubling it back to back. So after all that, and then Johnny Fisher's story with with the the backyard incident and like the wheelchair, like you said, with your leg, you know, 
how important, man, is to really make the phone call, stay in contact with people. Because in my sickness, when my recovery, man, I, I that was because you hear it a lot. It's a cliche, live short. Da, 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 you see this crap all over social media yeah. until it hits you. Then it hits different. You know, then I realized there were people I needed to call and people need, like you said, spend five minutes just talking. You know, what's how's that important? What's why is that so important to you now? Um, well, and it's it's interesting that you, you know, relationships are two way, right? And what you're going to feed into that relationship is important because it's energy. And we all work on energy and we exhaust energy. And what are you spending your energy on today? And I'm going to a really great healer right now. Um, Delilah, you're just huge um, part in my life right now and allowing me to heal in, in, um, in ways of conversation. And um, she's, she's a masseuse massage therapist, but beyond anything that I've ever in 20 years of going through different massage therapies, like she's, she's a healer mm-hmm. and um, we talk a lot and she's like, well, what are you filling your cup with? You know, like you're, you fill in your cup with, with gratitude and thanks and look at your beautiful family and the things that you do. And I've been draining my energy on the negativities of the world and the negativities of relationships and the negativities of, of work and the negativities of, you know, dot, 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 dot. And mm-hmm. she's like, you don't give yourself any recharge moments. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I, that's why I have to, and my wife is so understanding and, amazing in the sense that she will just wake up in the morning and say, you need to go get on the boat today. Yeah, I get that. You need to go to the snow today. You should call somebody and go for a surf. Like you need to refill your cup, Mm -hmm. you know, and to have a wife that recognizes that supports it and promotes it. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, God. Yeah. Nailed that, you know? Um, but that's how I would replenish so much. Well, when I, when you have a family and you have a mortgage and you have a job, you don't get to do it as much as when you're young. So that I tell people all the time, I used to be the happiest, like, uh, you're awesome. And I believe in you and like, you can say and do anything and I'm okay with it. And that energy level, because it was always full, mm-hmm. cause I was always on the mountains or on the beach or being around people that were doing that and wanting to do that and bringing that energy. And I had so much of it to give. Mm-hmm. Now I've got very little of that to give. And I'm finding myself become more of an asshole and more of a price to make the joke. Like I'm not an asshole. I'm a jackass. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a defining difference between that. Assholes <laughs> are real assholes. Jackass are just kind of, ha ha ha. Yeah. I'm a jackass, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm moving towards moving away from a jackass <laughs> into asshole yeah. and it sucks, but it's because I'm being depleted, right? Like wow. I'm letting yeah. my energy be just drained without refilling it. And like being hangry, like, being hangry, angry. low blood sugar. Yeah. Yes, low, absolutely. Low, low, what would you call like, that? Would you low, call that? low, That's instead of, instead of, instead of like, instead of like low, instead of like low blood sugar, it's like low, like life moments or yeah. like, yeah. You're, you're not filling low your energy, cup up like, low, we need to get that up. Like I'm the same way. I'm mm-hmm. I'm the exact same way. Like there would be times where Joni's like, "Here's your skateboard. Go, mm-hmm. leave. I'll see you in a couple of hours." Did I hit just, you with it? Just no. yeah. You're either gonna get smacked with this thing, or you're gonna go. Yeah. Get out of here. So put a pin in this because I want to circle back to this because I want to talk about what he's talking about right there. So we hadn't seen each other, and we would. We don't. We didn't really talk very much we don't mm-hmm. hang out um we know we're good people we know we we get along and we chat i was taking the kids out to go ride bmx bikes out at woodward park mm-hmm. and here's this dude just 
rolling this old school skateboard down the hills of Woodward Park. And I'm like, Smashing down. I, I know that That's guy. like my favorite thing to do <laughs> is just, just bomb hills. Just smash down hills, man. So we man. pulled up and started talking. Oh. I'm like, what are you doing, Johnny Vichy? I'm like, and I, and I, so I built a ramp in my backyard. Oh, so nice. I, I needed something to be able to do that's on site, like in my in my yard. I'm not going to leave to go to a skate park and be gone for two hours. I just need to be able you to do there. this for a couple minutes. Just get so a session. I just have to built, deal with like other people's stuff. Anyways. So I'm telling him, I'm telling John, I'm like, dude, you love skateboarding. Like, I need you to come over and skate the ramp. And um, it took months again yeah. for that to happen. And he finally came over and here's, it wasn't about skateboarding. Mm -mm. It was about the conversation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's about refilling cups mm -hmm. of yeah. energy and positive and real conversations mm -hmm. and keeping it real with where we're at in our lives and with our families. And that was a really neat thing about building the ramp is I had so many buddies come over and lend a hand and just having real adult conversations. Um, and you know, and probably the neatest thing about building the ramp is I've re-engaged with people I haven't seen in a long time and the conversations that we're having and realizing like we're praying together, you mm -hmm. know, and we're talking about real life and we're talking about our faith and we're talking about, and man, it's so missed because I'm so done with, well, that weather, you just, <laughs> the weather. Are you like, it's the greatest facade conversation there is to talk about the weather or unless you're, you're going to talk about how's the Buick? System hey man how's the buick running is yeah. buick running good yeah. you gotta change that oil man yeah you know those surface <laughs> conversations are dead dude. they are and, i'm over and, that and it's yeah. so exhausting to even i'd rather go through the uncomfortable silence of i have nothing to. i to i about. could i could talk about that for like hours mm -hmm. surface conversations so like being able to go and and uh I don't know. I like start. I don't even say rekindle, but like just start a relationship with somebody. Josh is one of the only people that came and saw me after my, like my last surgery, you know? Um, uh, and we hung out for like an hour. I use his tree guy now, you know what I mean? And by the way, Crystal ball, best tree guy in the Valley. Crystal ball, Flores you is called the man, boy. Yeah. That guy, uh, yeah, right? Man, <laughs> How come everybody wants to give me their tree guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, John, hey, hey way sky. to go. That's like, that's like telling, I don't know. I, I don't even have an, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, you're good. That, that's the metaphor. That well, is the this, metaphor. That's kind of like full circle, man, because yep. again, that's important to call and stay in contact with yep. people and it make is. the, make the phone call, make the text. And before I was the guy to not do that. If like, if they don't call me, then I don't need them. Yes. You know, I was that guy. And like we're at that point again. There's so Doesn't many. That take raw energy though. It takes it a lot of work. Call them like well, that. You're almost giving off a negative energy by saying, "Well, I'm not going to call them until you." Well, again, me. it takes a lot of work to feel that way because you're con it drains you. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was like that, and then I, I'm at the point after all my sickness and because I'm barely at that fine line of getting to recovery, mm -hmm. like right now. <clears throat> and it was there was only a handful of people that I knew I needed to rekindle with. When I was in the hospital, those are the people I called. Mm -hmm. You know, I made sure I'm going to call, you know, because I did get all the phone calls. I mean, I looked over all my DMs, text messages, text messages, phone calls, you know, and there's two, three, four hundred people just nonstop. And I didn't realize that many people liked me, you know. <laughs> I was like, dang, you know, and I had to turn my phone off because my phone, my phone shut down. It was just like too much, uh -huh. you know, and then I realized how come I'm not calling these people? And they all, every one of them, I would say 90% of them told me, man, dude, I should have stayed in contact with you. You know, and it took that. Mm -hmm. 
And it's too bad that it well, took that, you know, and it like becomes said, too late. Yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. It becomes too late. We're moving to the, we're moving to the period of our life where we're going to go to more funerals than we are to mm-hmm. weddings, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sad and it's real. Um, and I think that there's so much pretty rare that you can go to a funeral and somebody would say, yep, I told them everything I wanted to do. And I always followed up with them. Yeah. You know, because you, you always want like, that. you always want that that one last moment. Sure. You always want to yeah. have that. Absolutely. I could have did this though. This one is five more minutes. Just like mm-hmm. two more minutes. Give me one more minute. Give me sixty yep. seconds. Give me just thirty seconds. Let me just have a hug or a kiss mm-hmm. or a high five or something. You know Remember that time. I, yeah. You know. <laughs> and so, I feel like that yeah. was um because hearing your guys' story, like you said, you seen Johnny skateboarding and you, your skateboard sessions at your house. People come in, out building the ramp, and you just have good conversation. You're gonna remember that. Oh you yeah, know, and that keeps you in contact. That yeah. keeps you connected, you know. And so I think hearing what you're saying, man, and obviously what you said, it's just to me that's what matters. Is that like we need somebody just to have a good chop up, keeping it real. Safe, yes, you know. And that's I think you know what you guys are doing from um, from the just checking in to now still here. Mm-hmm. I love that when he was talking about like, man, we lost. I was like, man, that was a really good game. <clears throat> like. That's a tough one to lose, you know, and and then the still here. I'm like, hell yeah! Dude. yeah. <laughs> I know me, me and my wife, we, we're still here. Well, we were talking about it. And I'm like, the first part of it was like, we still here, you know, kind of, you know, it's like one of those jabs, you know. And, but here, I was like, man. you know what? Just still here. Then I told me and my wife talked about it, and I texted you about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still here, still here. You know, and through all the good times and bad times. I mean, even it, it is, it is, it is a stance because I've experienced a lot of, you know, haters, liars, people that, you know, you know, want to hurt me or see me destroyed. I'm still here, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that's what, man, that, that just, we were talking about in one of our last podcasts and we're like, dude, and we didn't know we were saying it until our, and conversations outside with other people asking about it. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Ray and he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, just doing this still here. We're like, dang, that's that's everywhere. Yeah, it is. You know, that's it is. that's awesome, man. Because again, talking to you, your experience and what you've gone through and what you put yourself through, out of all that, God's grace and all that, oh, man, we're dude. still here. We're still we're here, still. man. And, and it's and it's God's yeah. path, right? Like, I mean, there's there's defining moments in my life where I just opened up and prayed and said, Man, I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I'm still here. Direct me, lead mm-hmm. me, you know. Um, and it's, you know, just to bring back on with that, the men's group right now working on, um, the testimonies, like you have your full length testimony and mine's long because it has multiple stages. Um, and, but there's also short testimonies and there's guys in our group that were in prison. They, I've heard some raw stories Mm -hmm. this year that just, you look at this guy and you're like, no way was he that broken Mm -hmm. and it gets it gets raw and real. And at first when I started, he was like, well, what do, what's my story? Like pretty easy compared to these guys. And I had, but I had very defining moments that made some big impacts. Um, but the short testimony is, um, simply, um, I was, there was a time in my life where I was broken. I was depressed. I was Mm -hmm. angry. Mm -hmm. I was out of control. Um, I was reckless. Um, you know, and, I found grace in God and asking for forgiveness and, you know, and bringing peace to my life. And now I have direction and I have a sense of purpose. And though it's not easy, 
you know, people think like, oh, this Christian life or what, and I'm not saying people think that, but I mean, there's an idea. Well, no, dude, like being, being Christian life is knowing you're broken. Yeah. Like, knowing we live with sin. Like I am a sinning man. I mm -hmm. know that. Like I check my, I think wanting to be a better Christian makes me realize every time I'm sinning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's like the majority of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Just put me in a car on Shaw Avenue. I'm like, hey, Same here. I'm the greatest sinner in California. I'm that guy, you know? yeah. But, um, I'm that guy, man. But you know, it's, and it's, and it's just being, but that's growth too. Sure. And that's part of it. Yeah. And that's part of the, like, like our growth in the PTSD, depression, anxiety stuff that we go through is that knowing that we not suffer from it, but we live with that. Mm -hmm. And not only do we live from it, but we, we, we thrive from it because we understand it and we can spit knowledge. We can, spit we can, knowledge. we can come back and we can just, just keep things real with other people. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's the biggest part of this. Somebody, mm -hmm. I was to, on the, on the phone today with, uh, um, uh, uh John Maxwell team, the, the certification mm -hmm. uh, training that I was doing today. And she was talking about how, um, she would do things that were self-serving. Mm -hmm. And I was, I can totally relate to that because I used to be and used to do things that were self-serving. This isn't self-serving to me. This isn't, it's not work to me, but it's not self-serving because I feel like the things that we talk about and the things, the stories that we tell and, and the knowledge that we bring to, to this table, um, at still here podcast is that we're the opposite of self-serving. We're serving the listeners, the viewers, the, 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 the guys that's and gals that are going to work right now that are looking at a 16 hour shift mm -hmm. or, you know, and they're looking for like a way out or looking for like something to live for or looking for, or maybe they're broken or yeah. just all these different things. I feel like we bring that to them so that it's the total opposite of self-service, man. 100% because I think where I, cause I wake up and I think about this. I go to bed thinking about mm -hmm. this. I really do, man. Uh, we, hung, we hung out with some friends of ours this past week, you know, and again, they, they're catching up with me and seeing how I'm doing how, how Laura's doing, you know, with the recovery, because that was like the hardest thing for me. But for her, yeah, nobody was, ever talks about that. Yeah. So when we got to talking talk with that. them, you know, they they were just floored, you know. So to catch up with them and he, my buddy brought up the podcast. And he was like, dude, I'm glad you're doing that because it really helps me, you know. That's Awesome. I get that a lot. Awesome. I get that a lot. Yeah. I get it from this you guy. Know, yeah. That are just the first the one that we ones, like, yeah. Man. And, it, and you know, and, and I'm so, I think it's awesome that you say this isn't um, self-fulfilling and I think it's good. It's, it's um, therapeutic, right. To have these conversations, mm -hmm. to be in a room with people that share stories about real life. Mm -hmm. um, something that really um, brought attention to that me was years ago, my wife and I joined um, a small group um, from our church and it was neat. It was people I've, I've known um, a guy from Fresno state that I got reconnected. His wife was a Clovis high. Another guy was Clovis high and, and his wife. And it, I mean, and it was, and it was, it was neat. Cause it was like, okay, we weren't really friends in high school, but we know each other. And, and you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's small town stuff. So you, but at one point we were, we were in the small group for two years. And at one point, three of the five dads or husbands were all going through significant career changes and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Oh wow. You, you don't have it all together. Mm -hmm. it, it isn't this pretty and perfect and mm -hmm. everything's dialed. Like, wow, we're 
we're going through that together <laughs> behind yeah. the scenes, baby. You know, and and it's yeah. very rare that you're gonna get that on a surface conversation. The weather conversation does not lead to nothing. Oh man, dude, nothing. I'm struggling. Yeah, like man, this this sunny day is just man, I'm I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's like, the surface conversation that people want to stay at. Absolutely, you know, because they're it's afraid a protection, to know the protection, real, man. They're protection. like so many people. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a it is a it's part of the wall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like how many bricks can you pull away to see what's really behind right. that? You know, and so officially let it see it, let it all fall. And it now. takes. I mean, it took us a year in the small group before we even got that far. I mean, that's that's every week of meeting together and people you've known for thirty years to be able to break down some of that stuff. And you know, um. And dude, I've got my hangups. I've got crazy hangups and I've got plenty of downsides and there's, there's a handful of people I'm willing to share that with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now you're sharing but, it with a couple more. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then, you know, but again, it's dropping knowledge and I'm yeah, not saying, is. I'm not saying, Hey, this is not the way, this is my, my path is not a roadmap for anybody else. It's what, what trials and tribulations I've come across and the wrong exits I took and the wrong roads and and finding my way back in the path and a big part of that was you know having faith in in christ and having faith yeah. in where my road goes because there's plenty of times that i should not be alive mm-hmm. multiple multiple accounts were coming like oh yeah that there was something there oh yeah there was something there and there was definitely something there um and again spit knowledge dropping knowledge i think that we have lost so much in relationship building that builds each other up through past experiences um, because people have been afraid to do that. There, yeah. there was a time in life where there was a study in the home and when there was a gathering, the men would go there and they would have real conversations and then it led to now football and baseball and basketball and statistics. Distractions, and distractions, distractions. 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 And, and you know, and, and it's like, man, where, where's the conversation? How much information do you have on your head that's absolutely worthless and you're not willing to yeah. break part of that out to reboot with something that can become a real good, strong conversation about future planning and taking care of kids and what vacation to go into and why? What I learned early on was that we will never experience everything that we want to in our lives. So to filter information from others of what their experience mm-hmm. was, what, what, and I, I use this a lot for travel. Like, tell me your experience. How are the people? How was the cost? How was the travel? Mm-hmm. Where would you stay? What beaches? What's, you know, like download, download, download. So I could sift through that and be like, okay, I really want to go there mm-hmm. and or uh, I can put that one aside, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always trying to assess that information and recognizing that we're not going to experience everything. But if you put a hundred people together, they all have these tremendous different experiences and you can learn from that. And, and that's part of our cognitive dissonance of being able to filter out information and what we believe Mm -hmm. is still active in something that we want to pursue. And we collect and save that data and we versus the trash versus the trash. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what, what we've always wanted to be on this, you know, with our last show, we were on that got cut off, um, you know, which blessing in disguise, man, we kept it really we kept it real on that and mm-hmm. i remember bringing johnny on you know that was good that was a good podcast um and i remember we bringing other people on and they kept it like you said my life story and everything that i've gone through is not the blueprint to get through life it's my story it's right. my experience it's Absolutely. what happened to me and this is how i responded you know and my response now has shown a lot of people okay i can respond that way too i can respond in a better way, I can respond this way. And because I'm, I'm real open about our marriage, 
you know, from conversations we've had, um, my relationship with my family, her family, you know, and just friends and people, you know, and a lot of people that watch the show or listen to it, man, or saw the teasers on Instagram or social media, man, they're like, man, that's exactly where I'm at right now. Yep. You know, and how you're talking about is exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're helping and Johnny would say something, Mondo would say something, other guests would say something. And it and this correlates to like life, business, family, personal, you know, relationships. And, you know, to me, the, the, I think the issue, and <clears throat> I'm going to always say this, you know, who we are behind the cameras and everything's off is who we are on here. This is not. This is not a. That's like a mission statement. Yeah, this is not an act. Yeah, this isn't. Right. This ain't a flip a switch and. Yeah. You know, because I I want to live this way, man. I want to be open and honest, and I've had several conversations where people are like, "Dude, you're exactly the same." We're better that's like good. that that's because we good. we're yeah. better. Don't you feel not a lot better? Of platforms to be able to get that out. You yeah. Know? Like that's I think that for a big part of people. I mean, I'm telling you again, this is therapeutic for me, right? Like I don't, <laughs> I didn't go that deep into my injury yeah. in a long time. You know, and because um, so it depletes it is, your it cup, is, it depletes it is, your right. cup. <laughs> it, is, it is therapeutic, and I, I think um, there's there's something um, to be said about more people that want these type of platforms, or at least a comfort zone that they can share this. You know, mm-hmm. and there's very few places today's world that you can do that at. You can do it at mm-hmm. a sports bar. You're gonna get real with some friends at a sports bar. Yeah. You're gonna get real. You know, like we're unless you have a. I real saw a couple true, guys crying the other day. At right, the hugging sports, it out. but they were yeah. hugging. They're I mean, like, they're wearing cowboy okay. jerseys. Hey, cowboy, crying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. I hate the cowboys, dude. I, <laughs> I, I, I cannot stand the cowboys. I kind of, I kind of got that. Yeah, I got that. Anyways, but yeah, you're right. Where's the platform do that? It's gonna be like, hey, bro, what's up, man? Man. I got buddies. Which that, I like that too. I would like I to think that high five you know, thing. there's some. Oh, dude, yeah. keep the high five alive, bro. I, I, keep the high keep five. Keep the high five yeah. alive. <laughs> we had one homie uh, years ago, and this this is so prevalent now, dude. Um, is the fist bumping, like all the fist bumping, and mm-hmm. he would just put his hand out and be like, "Stop the hate." That's awesome. So people go to fist bump, and you're like, "Stop the hate." Keep the high five alive. Yes. And the energy transformation. Think about that. Like when you go around fist bumping people I, all day I long, like that. that's like, right, stop the hate, right? Put it out there. Stop the hate. Right? Stop Jellyfish. The hate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but the, you know, the fist bump is aggressive, right? Yeah, it like, is. It's like people are like, boom. I'm like, yeah. Oh. I feel that explosion. Like, I don't know yeah. if I felt that explosion. That's an explosion, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. energy. That's power. That's freaking bringing positivity, right? So, and just um, what just what a handshake means, you know, oh, and, and how and it just it's it's a now. it's a or it's you a, do that one. It's a symbol of peace. Like this, yeah, you, you get the that, bro hug. You know, yeah, you get that big the nice clap. You know, the bro, yeah. properly, and then you big go for the pop. one tap on the yeah. shoulder. Big, big fan of the bro, I'm a big fan of the bro hug. Yeah, bro hug solid, dude. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of like the long hip in. Where the tips touch? Yeah, a, a long hip in, hip in hug. You know where it's like uncomfortable, you feel, you feel and like Sorry, and you children, and you hold you here. hold your friend, you hold your buddy until like he's like <laughs> trying to pull away, and you like bring him in closer. Yeah, and you then call Johnny that, when Johnny pulls away, he's like, yeah. "Hi," you know. <laughs> <laughs> like Johnny, what the yeah, heck? That, that, that was a good hug, boy. Yeah, that was a good hug. Weather. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, yeah it's on my car. Yeah, this so weird I building. keep it real at the sports bar. Yeah, you know, hugging his bro, hip in, hip. Give me that hip in hug, kid. (laughs) Heck, yeah. (laughs) Hip in, kind of hip in Johnny. (laughs) Woo! You know, now, I mean, now with everything that things. (laughs) 
Oh my Everything God. that's happened, I mean, even <laughs> professionals are hip bumping. Or just yeah, hip bumping. They hip bumping, kid. Yeah. I bet LeBron hip LeBron hip bumps. Like, let me not get close to you without getting close to you. Like, how did how did you go from that to that? This is better. Yeah. Anyways, I've that's a whole that. other conversation. Yeah. Um, but going and seeing adults now <laughs> that will fist bump you in introduction without shaking your hand, I'm really confused. Yeah. Like, no, man, I'm here to make an introduction. Yeah, and I, I think it's a symbol the, of peace. the world we live in, man. And, you know, I just think when it comes to stuff like that, I just try to be, honestly, man, I, I really try to be something better, you know. Not for, not for to, to hype myself up, but just my world around me, man, mm. I really do. You know, if there's one or a few people doing it, then we're on a good track. You know, mm. I think what the problem, the real issue is, is that when nobody is trying to be that good, no one's trying to, you know, be a healthy life, that positive life living, then that's when we should be worried. You know, to having this conversation with you makes me know, man, there's still hope. There's still hope in this world, especially here, you know, <coughs> our world, the Central Valley. Yeah. You know, because when it comes to platforms like these, man, we are so saturated with podcasts and mm -hmm. people doing it and Absolutely. to stand out you know above them man so this can won't be just another show or another yeah. thing to do another trend you know it to me the, the conversation is to you know is to have that conversation beneath the surface mm -hmm. you yeah. know you know, yeah, it's the layers down, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the ogre and the onion, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both smell, but we need to get through the layers, yeah. you know? Like, and so like, I think when you start peeling back those layers, because there's a lot of openness, you know, the show that I've had. Um, that, that again? He's a fan. This guy has fan club, man. Oh, I bet. Oh, hey, Dad. My brother called me, too. I get it. So, no, I think to, for to be, to be, to have a show like this, to have something out here, you know, and to put it out there. Because, again, the, the compliments and the things we've always gotten was, dude, that's exactly where I'm at. Or that's it. I know somebody that needs to hear this, so I send it to them. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like these conversations are so, they're real, man, because these are the ones I have. Mm -hmm. We have these conversations when no one's rolling. Yep. Right. And we bring. As we, they should. Yeah. Because yeah. they're natural. Yeah. And they're real. Just, mm -hmm. Like know? when somebody asks me how I'm doing I and, and I don't know them well, I'm like, oh. Like I want to tell you because I want to be honest. I'm an honest person, yeah. you know. That, like, I don't. Know how much time do you have? Yeah. You know right? what I mean. Like, yeah. am I paying you by the hour or like how am I doing? Yeah, you got to. You know, I'm not. You got a notebook and a couch. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take some notes on yeah. this one. Or bro. just, or just get like a like a recorder because you're probably gonna want to hear yeah. this later. But like, mm -hmm. you know, I you know I think I, that's why I like doing this, and I think one of the main things I love about just checking in with you when you do your one on one, man. Mm -hmm. You know, again, that's. Dude, that's relatable, man. These mm -hmm. conversations we have, you know, it was again these past Tuesday we were at a friend's house. This couple, man, and you know we've we've seen them a couple of times. They've come visit when I'm like I was because I wasn't moving, man. I was stuck to my couch. Mm -hmm. You know, had the oxygen tank on, and so it was a mission just to get up and go pee. Mm -hmm. You know, or just turn over. It, I, I would lose my saturations would drop, so people would visit. You know, so to go be out and about, man, to talk to these guys, their whole conversation was just obviously trying to see how I'm doing, how she was doing. And it all came back to the real conversation of like, all right, how are you mentally? How are you doing? You know, were you there? You know, how are you doing Laura mentally and stuff? And that to me, cause those are, I feel like those are the real friends and companionships that I, I'm looking for now, you know, cause they genuinely okay, care. How, how rare is it that somebody will ask you, Hey, 
how are you doing mentally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole how you doing or how's it going today? And, you know, it's funny. People are like, oh, oh living the dream, man, living the dream. And, you know, I'm over, it's, I'm over that. Hey, here's I, me. You know, and it's, well, I re- <laughs> I'm a, so this is me. This is my jackass side. Yes. Wow, man. You got a jacked up reality of what, you know, dreaming yeah. or, you know, what para- living in paradise or whatever you want to yeah. say. It's like, dude, you got a false sense of paradise or you got to, you know, um, you know, this is a grind. We're, yeah. we're in the grind moments right mm-hmm. now, you know, and um, you have to go through the grind to enjoy the beautiful side, right? It's like, so uh, use this as an analogy when, when I had to teach my wife how to snowboard, which was a big deal. Um, uh, this was, this was the make or the break if we were going to make it right. Yeah. And, uh, but she <laughs> was a champ and she listened to me and she, you know, and she, I, she's she rips now by the way i mean she didn't learn to snowboard till she was 27 and she's <clears> definitely one of the faster moms on a snowboard on the mountain and it's great but um we would go on really crappy days like bad snow mm-hmm. like heavy wet soaking drenched gray Sticky. flat light can't yeah. see snow and she's like this is awful i hate this like i don't want to be here and i'm like yeah but doing it today and be able to conquer these conditions when you come back on that nice sunny bluebird day, it's going to seem so much easier. Mm -hmm. You can see the snow's fast. It's light. You're dry. You're warm. Like you're like, yeah, we're snowboarding today. There's nothing to complain about, you know? So you have to weather the storm Mm -hmm. to get the beautiful sunsets, right? Mm -hmm. You have to weather the storm of life to get the rewards of those beautiful trips with your family and those time spent, yep. um, you know, that you're disconnected from the grind of the world and you actually get to live in the moment of your family and where you're at and embracing mm-hmm. it and God's beautiful land that he created for us to be outdoors mm-hmm. and enjoy and breathe the fresh air and, you know, roll in the leaves or mm-hmm. hug a tree or, you know, <laughs> I call it, sit- I call it dream. sitting in your shit. You have to, <laughs> yes. sometimes you have to, and you have to so that you can learn to appreciate when you're not correct, you know, and absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's really important. Absolutely. It really is. Well, I think, I think just listening to you now, man, I know I'll change the conversation, man, but obviously you're a believer, man. You, you know, you call yourself a Christian, man. And Jesus is in your heart. You know, he, he and I, He's greater than I do. Yeah. That's, that's strong. You know, at first, um, when we first started seeing that, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And there, that's a Hawaii brand, which is really cool. Um, the reason I brought that, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there, you're but, good. Um, so I'm a big hat guy. I, I have lots of hats and even though I have hair, I wear hats like all the time. And it's amazing. I still have hair. Um, but I chose, so I don't choose my wardrobes very often. Um, so I had, I was thinking about it today and what we were talking about, keeping it real. These two hats really play a big factor. This is Cayuca surf brand. Great, great group of guys in arts and everything, but it's lost at sea. Mm-hmm. Dude so many of us are lost at sea Mm. and it's a big ocean and it's a turbulent ocean and it's got wind and it's got waves and it's got destruction. But once you're under the water, it's the most beautiful, pristine, full of life and energy Mm -hmm. and um, rejuvenation and health Mm -hmm. and wellness and everything of it. And so I wore this hat because we are all weathering some type of storm and we're lost at sea. But if we have, he is greater than I, we're going to move through those storms. Let's go. We're going to move through those waters. Mm-hmm. We will no longer be lost mm-hmm. at sea for we have been found. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, how do you like, how do you, cause again, I come from a bad experience, man, I should be a youth pastor and all that. And I'm not going to blame the church. Cause again, it's men, it's people, you know, people. God uses men and we're all flawed, men, right? mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> how do you, how do you feel like your relationship with God, man? How can you, 
reach those who have a hate, a genuine hate for Christianity. Wow. That's, uh, so I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I, when you say a genuine hate for Christianity, that's a very strong position. Mm -hmm. I do have friends that, um, claim atheist and this, that, and the other. Um, and a, I think a lot of that spawns from either an upbringing that they're like just disassociated with church and they just live that way or had a bad experience and say, Hey, I've chosen not to. I mean, people saying I'm agnostic, like, Hey, I should really want to be a part of a church, but I'm still spiritual. And I still have, you know, I believe there's something greater. I believe there's something bigger. I and the cool thing is. about yeah. the ramp is, um, is it's real talk. And people bring that up. Like we've had, I mean, the last two years have changed a lot of people's eyes on a lot of things going on in the world. And it's interesting. I've had some people that tell me their ways. I'm like, wow, I would have never guessed that. And others that are like, Oh my gosh, that's totally shocking to me. Right? Like that you're in this, in this position. Um, but, um, man, it's, so during the end times, more people are going to come to Christ, right? Like that's part of the story is that during the end times, people are going to start recognizing, wow, the world is evil. Man is evil. I have to stop believing that man is going to save me mm -hmm. and I need to go somewhere. And I know it is in my whole life, somewhere, somewhere in time, somebody's got, and now we're in a movement of technology that. Um, once the entire world and every ear has heard the story of Christ, will he then come, right? Yeah. So more and more people are knowing that, especially in, in the West. I mean, mm -hmm. the West is, and people might have had a bad experience and or agnostic or you know, removed from the church, but there's still this something in their heart we're drawn closer to him every time we think about mm -hmm. what our eternity is. Um, and so for those that are like on, I'm just trying to, right now, I'm trying to, have conversations with those that are claimed they're atheist, you know? And, um, so the diehard, like I hate Christianity. I don't even know how to enter into that, yeah. um, except for pray for them and give love them. And that's what my wife said. She's like, look, she's like, you're not going to convert people, but that drip, the drip, the drip, the drip, you never know what seed is planted that they're going to have a conversation with somebody the following week yeah. that embraces that seed and helps it grow. Right. And it's every, and there's just these drips, drips, drips all over that, will create and I've and I want to be a part of that for somebody somewhere whether it's in the early drips or it's the hey let's let's have a real conversation about this and grow this relationship and this friendship um with Christ as yeah. well you know um and and I'm you know I'm a beginner Christian right I mean I've known about it my whole life this is the first time I'm I feel the need to go and sit with a group of guys that are reading the word and having a discussion about scripture and I've seen a lot of people in the last two years that actually started their own Bible studies. I had a group of buddies that I would have never guessed that they wanted to do. And they were like five of them. And they said that as a group, they were going to read the Bible front to back. Mm. Well, then they got somebody that um, has a little bit more background in the Bible studies and was able to cross-reference. And it kind of led to more. And it was just, it happened to be on a night that I just couldn't go. But I've watched these guys go through that. And it's like, wow, they're, I'm seeing the impacts and change in what they talk about in mm -hmm. the conversations. They keep it real. They have real conversations. And, um, and it's interesting because when you're around that group and around another group that isn't keeping it real, it goes back to the surface stuff. Mm -hmm. You see the separation and the conversations and a couple of people pull off and we'll start. Yep. Having yeah. But if you're, I, I feel like, like I've, I know several people that aren't believers and you know, it's, it, I don't concern myself with that. Like that's not my responsibility. Mm -hmm to um i don't know like i it's just my it's my job to be their friend it's my job to be close to them mm -hmm. and i feel like you know let let 
<laughs> let your light shine, man. And that's what yes. it's all about is right. it's, it's you, it's what you bring to friendships. It's what you bring to relationships. It's what mm -hmm. you bring, you know, and they're going to see who you are by how you carry yourself, how you talk, how you, how you uh, interact with them, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I just feel like our, how we act, um, how I act is, is, is there's nothing different if I were to turn myself inside out, I'd probably be better looking, but it, it would be the same thing. You would. Uh, no. yeah. <laughs> well, but, and, and I, yeah, I think, you know, uh, and that's something that I need to do better. I need to emulate better, right, of who I want to become and who I want to be. And, and again, I struggle with that. In my youth, yeah, I would have said, like, I'd, I had a friend come to me years ago and say, dude, you're just, you're always in such a good mood. You're always so positive. And it was one of my most depressed times of my life. Yeah. Wow. And I was That's like, usually wow, when, what a facade yeah. I am, you know? Yeah. And so being the able to clown. speak more, I mean, so my family, both sides have had depression and I've learned that from a young age and both sides had sources of addiction and I've watched it and a lot of trauma in our, in our lives for that. And, but it's something that I recognize young. I never talked about it in the last plus decade. I'll tell people flat out, dude. I fight depression daily. Mm -hmm. Like I have high anxiety and I'm depressed and I couldn't tell you why my wife sees it loud and clear. Mm -hmm. Like when it's coming on the onsets of it yep. and I go through depressive states that are like days and days and days and nothing is going to make me happy. I can be angry as I'll get out on the lake or on the snow. I'm just angry and I just, mm -hmm. it takes a while and it takes a, a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of, yeah, but um, that's, that's an ongoing struggle, but, trying to have more conversation that being aware of it, letting people know mm -hmm. I don't take pharmaceuticals. I, yeah. I, I that's a whole nother conversation. Like I am at very mm -hmm. non chemical based. Like I, I did my experimental drugs and I flushed them from my system. And, um, you know, it's, there's something about a, tackling that head on mm -hmm. in sobriety. And I got, I, I drink whiskey too much of it. I love IPAs. Doesn't you know. drinking too much whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> but yeah. you know, no, like no, it's no, it, and there's a there's a reality of dealing with things um, head on, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, so I think in having conversation like like this, keeping it real, we we believe that there's people out there that are listening to even if it's a five minute segment of this, it's speaking to you in some way that's like, oh my gosh, that's relatable. Yeah, yeah. And that's well, what I we're think, here to do, right? Is talk about yeah. relatable subjects that can help us help each other and and share that with others that are just need to hear it that 100 mm -hmm. you know one thing i've learned too because because to be relatable is really what we all strive for especially on this show mm -hmm. you know a good friend of mine I, I worked with him at the news at channel 26 and um he's told me he experienced about he hated church christians and all that and i was like and me i'm like how do i relate to this guy how do i change his mind you know and I didn't want to change his mind. I didn't want to change him. I just wanted to show him, you know? And so was that a couple of years sense. ago? Cause I started a foundation. He's on his team. He's one of the board members. And I mean, even between that time, he was always ragging on Christians when it came, when the conversation came about. And so, I mean, I'd let him, I wouldn't say it's wrong. I just, I just let him talk until two years later, we, we, we had a meeting here. And we, we came up with curriculum. We came up with stuff to talk about. And he was like, hey, man, cause, oh, we're doing our personal development. Mm -hmm. 
section of our curriculum and he picked a certain word and a certain phrase. He said, was it, you know, I was reading, I was reading the Bible the other day and, you know, something showed me this, you know, so after two years of him talking about that, even before all that hating church, Christians, God, all that, you know, he found his own way in it. And me and him were hanging out with each other two, three times a week. Wow. You know, and so, you know, when I, that's a good testament of just, like you said, be a light. Just mm-hmm. yeah. just show it. Right. Call them. Stay in contact with people. Right. You know, and and I think that's what, again, it, it's, it's all going to come full circle, man, because, you know, when you have a good conversation, keeping it real, when you're out just drinking a beer, hanging out, hanging out with buddies or friends or just doing something like this, you know, people will find a way to, you know, to ask those questions. Like, because I've had conversations where people are hinting, like, you know, surface questions, but can you ask me the beneath the surface questions because I don't want to put myself out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm getting more intuitive and more discerning on those, man, because it just, because again, you know, people are hurting, man. People don't want to show they're hurting. They want you to, Absolutely. they want you to dig in for yeah. them, you know? And so to me, that, you know, when you have that keen sense, you know, man, you, to me, I think that's where you know you're you're on the right path. Yeah. When you, you know? when you make the decision to be vulnerable, yeah, then you become relatable. 100%. And, and that's what we've done. And a lot of people and are I, afraid to be vulnerable. Yes, they are. So oh. they want you yeah. to dig Bro, in and yeah. help them. That is when you just go so like this, I quit. This not, not, you're not quitting. Because yeah. of the, the buildup on social standards, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to look like this, dress like this, drive this, you know, be this front. And <laughs> yeah. when did that happen? That happened in our lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Like that wasn't really the case with our parents. I mean, Dude, I'll say anything before 2005, right? It's, it's aspects of what you see in the parking lot of high schools now. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, it's different. It's a different breed. Like who's got what, like the keeping up with the Jones effect is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the front is just, Oh, it's exhausting. Man. It is. Cause you, the, and I, when you come across a real family, a real couple and you sit down and spend time with them. Oh my gosh, dude. Like the energy that mm. you draw from that whether it's going out from to authenticity couple, and, yes, just, yeah, and having just, a conversation and mm-hmm. um i had a, a buddy a year ago like we went out to dinner with two different couples that didn't know each other and we didn't know one couple fairly and the other couple were learning to know and um we're like hey let's the six of us go out to dinner and after both both couples responded with wow what a really enjoyable dinner out getting mm-hmm. to know new people mm-hmm. and my buddy called me he's like dude i i was telling my wife i'm like Josh isn't going to invite us to dinner with people that aren't real, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's and, a true story. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no desire to go have a fake dinner and spend that money. Like, right? I want, like, yeah, the food's okay. Yeah. The service is fair. Yeah. I'm here for the camaraderie and the time and yeah. the conversation we're going to have and, and watching my wife enjoy a, a new conversation with, yeah. with somebody and, and having conversation with two buddies that I know would get along, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I don't want to go to a band and watch them lip sync. <laughs> right that's so true you know oh dude absolutely unless absolutely. it was like a lip sync battle yeah or right. something but like i'm not trying to like go I mean, see I'll go karaoke over yeah. a lip sync contest and then yeah, yeah that's yeah. it's always more fun yeah because yeah, you yeah. always sound better like with each drink you have you're yeah. like, you're like <laughs> you go up an octave yeah, you know and, and you're you like go, oh dude i sound so good confidence the, totally, yeah. the realness of your conversation comes out <clears throat> oh and, yeah you know um and getting more comfortable mm-hmm. around people but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that 
if if more youth today, and I really want to help and focus the, I really need to be involved. This is where my downside is that I'm not committing my time to being helpful in, in other arenas. Um, is that so many of the youth today is trapped in the I got to have it now, and I got to have it bigger, and I got to mm-hmm. have it shinier, and I got to have it, whether you use it or not. I'm like. Most of my stuff looks beat up and used because it is. And it's like, okay, well, people are like, well, you have a lot of toys. I'm like, yeah, but like, again, I try to buy things third hand and I beat the crap out of them. Yeah. I have them forever. And um, versus that brand new shining I used to talk about all the time with snowboarding. Like when I first started snowboarding, um, I was duct taping boots and duct taping bindings and <laughs> yeah. old crappy beat up stuff. And yeah. dudes were showing up with brand new decked head to toe on everything new, you know. And I was like, oh, that's, that's rad. And they're stuck on the bunny hill. And, you know, I'm trying to smash through trees and go 90. And um, man, but that's it's, crazy. Man. It's all, it's all good. You know, that. it's all good. And it's all, it's just that, that drive for like, I want to go do this for the pureness of doing it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I love, I love being up there. I love ripping lines through the trees and I love getting off the ground and drifting and you ever hit and, a tree. Oh bro. Jeez. We hit shit. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> like, you're all tree one <laughs> human. None. <bro. laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're in a yeah. car on a snowboard skateboard doesn't matter you china, hit a tree china peak holds most of my concussions dude i think, <clears throat> I think china peak i hate trees like six six johnny hates trees but johnny's not yeah. a tree hugger no dude. he's not a tree hugger. i used no. to love trees man yeah. and i get it i, 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 I respect in. them yes from a distance now <laughs> i just don't like them <laughs> It's yeah, all used right. To, used to hug him hip in, man. Remember? Yeah, so. hip in hugs with trees. Yeah, hip in hugs. It's a little weird, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. That's maybe hilarious. Maybe you should start back with a distant high five now. Yeah, or like a yeah. fist bump or yeah. something like that. Nah, <laughs> yeah. even that's a little too close. Like yeah. there's this whole six foot for safety so thing. I, I use like about the 12 foot like uh, yeah. diameter for safety with trees. So you're anti Like humans, humans are more safe to me than trees. Yes. Yeah, I, well, there are some humans that probably try to kill you too. Yeah, there's that. So, yeah. Not like this. Uh, I mean, no, like, I mean this. like I look at like my whole life and I'm like, a tree? A tree. I know. A tree. Crazy. All right. Like, okay. Yeah, come on. Message man. message received, sir. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're dodging tree snowboarding. Yeah. You know, I really want to continue with it. I know we're getting short on time. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. but, um, you know, we usually end this show with our last words, last thoughts, you know. You know, so what I'll do is, um, so what you can, you can say what you feel like you want to say, you know, maybe give my PIP a shout out too. You know, yeah, you know. I mean, that was, and so just get, we're taking kinda, a photo to send to, to Nate and those guys. Yeah. So give your last words, last thought over this conversation, man. Anything that anybody listening or watching, man, what would you want to tell them or, or that time? I just speak to them, speak life into. Well, one, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm super grateful for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, super grateful for the time. Um, looking forward to the growth in our friendship and the conversations that we have because ever since that day running into you back again at Woodward Park and you come to my house and the phone calls that we've had, it's been nothing but real. Mm-hmm. And every single conversation is stronger mm-hmm. in its realism. Um, you know, this is a small community. Um, as big as the valley has grown, um, that whole six degrees of separation doesn't exist here. It's three degrees of separation. Yeah. The fact in two minutes I look and see, and we put together names of that was near 20 years ago for me, you know, um, of those guys. So uh, very real with that, with the PIP group. Yeah. Late nineties, Fresno state. Yeah. And um, 
you know, and just having a conversation um, with, um, you know, good, good meat and bones of reality, you know, and I'm so, I feel very, um, my cup is filling mm -hmm. right now. You know, this is not a depletion period. This is a filling period and I want more of that. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thirsty for more of that and people that want to have real conversations and, and what's going on. Let's, let's break it down. I mean, yeah. it's, this is a wild world we live in with a lot of negativity and it's being shoved down our throats for the evil in the music industry and the film industry and um, the elitist industry and all that and the, the mega corporation stuff. And we're killing, you know, small business and we're killing the, um, the, the nuclear home. Right. I mean, the, um, the war against the nuclear family is so real and having a strong husband in the household and having an understanding and loving mother and wife and having kids that um, have some sense of fear and reality of their parents through, um, you know, God helping us raise them to be mm -hmm. God fearing and good people. Um, we, we are in a fight for this right now. And I truly believe that we are living in a time where um, we are seeing the, the spiritual warfare on good and evil. And I want to be on the right side of history mm -hmm. with this. And that's why I'm, I want to be right with God and, mm -hmm. and be able to share this. And this is amazing because I didn't really have that much thought and platform of sit, talking about, you know, Hey Josh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, right? Just keep it real, bro. So I guess this is me keeping it real now. It's that's like, awesome. that's a big part of my life. I so, love that. Um, yeah. And I want to keep it going. I don't, I don't and I, and I hope like to be that. back and um, we can talk oh, about, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, how to, how to expand this and, and go a couple different angles because there's so much, there's yeah. so much to talk about. There's so much greatness to yeah. talk about. There's mm -hmm. so much good that isn't being discussed. So, yeah. so um, let's keep it real with that. 100%. What about you, Fish? You know, uh, hearing hearing um, uh, one of my team leaders talk about like self fulfillment, you know, doing things just for self fulfillment, really kind of like resonated with me today. I was I was, you know, kind of in my feels a little bit about uh, you know losing my mom and and just thinking about her a lot. And then Josh showed up with a, a main cup. I thought that that was that was perfect. And uh, you know, I I. I'm just so grateful to, to be able to do this, to be able to, uh, talk to you, talk to, talk to friends that get to come and, and sit, sit down and, and, um, or even strangers and, and just learn about them. And, and, um, you know, you, ne you never know, um, who is, who needs help, mm -hmm. you know, you never know. So like last night when my buddy called me, um, make sure that you're there, make sure that you're there for your friends. Um, don't just talk about it, but do it. And, you know, having a loving wife that understands, like if somebody calls me and says, Hey man, I'm hurting. I need to, I need to talk. Do you have a minute to talk? I'm getting goosebumps right now because I'm like, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And having, you know, Joni say, Oh babe, who is that? And I was like, it, you know, it's, it's Frank or Bill or J Josh or Gunther, whatever Gunther. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And she's like, okay. All right. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'll just talk to him for a little bit. And, and you know, you don't know what someone's going through until they become vulnerable mm -hmm. and, and willing to, to share with you and trusting. And, um, I'm honored that people would do that. I am right. because Absolutely. I, I'm that person. I'm that person that will call you. You know that mm -hmm. I'm that person that will call you. I will call my dad, my brother, but like outside of family, like who are you calling? Mm -hmm. So make sure that you fill yourself, fill your cup, man, with knowledge, 
you know, fill it with, with people that, that are around you that, um, that actually add to your life, the benefits, the greatness of your life and not in a self, not in a self-serving way, right. but in a healthy, mm -hmm. a healthy okay. way that you can take that cup and then you can pour it into other friends and then <clears throat> fill it again and then pour it into more friends. And that's what we do here. That's what mm -hmm. we do on still here. That's right. We're still pouring cups, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we're still, we're still, we're still, we're still, pouring. We're still <laughs> pouring, we're still yeah. filling and we're still pouring. Well, and I, that's how I feel. My cup is full. My cup is full. That, those are my last words is that I'm, I'm so happy. so happy to have, right. to have Josh here and, um, yep. My yeah. cup's full right now. That's awesome, man. Again, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, I man, appreciate I it. This. You know, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. You know, I think what I got out of this conversation, just going off what you said, man, you know, and you said, hey, my cup was feeling empty, but now I'm leaving my cup full. Yes. You know, and I feel like, because I'm getting back into my relationship with God, my, you know, my, you know, with Jesus. And, you know, it sounds funny when, when those people that are ignorant to it, they don't like relationship with Jesus or God. It's like, what's, you know, because I did fill my cup with other things, sure. a lot of other things, man. And, and it never, never just seemed like it hit the brim the way I wanted it mm -hmm. until I got sick, until... I was actually searching for the right person to fill, man. And to have my brothers in my life, my sisters are people that called, stay connected. And, you know, in my hardest time, in our hardest time, you know, I realized that I was filling my cup with the wrong thing. And I knew all this because I taught I was a pastor, you know, and was in Because, again, I think I've lost a lot of my memory with this sickness. You know, that's kind of one of the side effects. Just my brain just does not work like it used to. You know, I'm asking a question and I'll forget halfway through asking it <laughs> you know and i'm starting to see that and yeah. i'm like re-watching the show or just kind of critiquing myself man but one thing i know in the bible says you know the cup his cup runneth over mm -hmm. you know and i think when we keep our cup full you know of christ just in our life our personal life man you know there's no need to refill man which is because our cup right. is constantly running over with his love and with him that's correct and who he is you know and i think i'm starting to see more of that if we just yeah. drink from the well, we will always yeah. be thirsty. What did What did Jesus say to the woman at the well? Yeah, she's. If you drink from this well, you will always yeah. be thirsty. Yeah, he says. But the the water I offer is living water. Right. You know, and so I want to walk in that living. That you know, mm. living. You know, when you can take that word living. You know, because people aren't living what they're saying, and this is where I'm always going to be on this show. What I say here is I'm living what I'm saying. That's why I have a huge issue That's with. That's a rare find these days. Because it, it, it took an experience in my life to see a lot of what people aren't living, what they're saying. Right. You know, that's why I have a huge problem with a lot of people that just start a platform like this. I really do. You know, I'd rather live it. And so, and I think my last word, and I get that vibe from you, you know, we get that from Johnny all the time, man. It's just we're living it, man. And. I'm living this brand. I'm living, I'm living my best life. I mean, I got my wife, got my kids. That's all I need, man. And I need my brothers and sisters that are there for me, man. And my cup will always be full and run over for others, you know. And I think what we're doing now, man, is we're filling people's cups. Yeah, we are, especially on February twenty-eighth, uh, right? Six, son. Yeah. Yep. Launch party. Yeah. So we're launching nice. our party, dude. So we're excited. So you'll be invited. You'll be you're invited. invited. So you yeah. guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in, man. If you guys got questions, if you guys got anything, just hit us up. You know, we're gonna put Johnny's uh phone number, bank account, <laughs> social security number, his address, where he works and time. 
You guys go stalk I work it. here. You guys go, okay, wow, crap. Well, never mind. I'll take that back. You know, but no, we're going to have all this, all our information up, man. If you guys want to hit us up, talk to us, even, you know, spark a conversation. Yeah. Or if you disagree with us, you want to have a conversation, come through. You know? It's a conversation. It's huge. It's, it's, you don't have to agree. Yeah. Just you know, exactly. It's a conversation. Yeah. You just, know, and just be civil. That's mm-hmm. all we want to do is have a conversation right. with y'all that watch and listen. Thank you guys for your Absolutely. support. Thank you for your love. That's Share nice. the hell out of this, man, because again, this is good stuff. And with the with the with the world we live in that so out, oversaturated, we need a lot of realness like this. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. You know. So yeah, my name's Jose Cruz, one of the hosts here, still here podcast. Yes. And uh, we'll see you guys later. See ya. Peace.